Hello, this is Bethany Leone, editor of Heat Treat Radio, stepping in with a quick word about this episode, which is available in full video. Watch and listen to the full length of the episode at heattreattoday.com forward slash radio and look for Reimagining Furnace Compliance with C3 Data's Matt Wright. Support for today's Heat Treat Radio episode is provided by Heat Treat Today's 40 Under 40 Class of 2022. Learn more about this award at www.heatreattoday.com forward slash 40 under 40 promo. And welcome to Heat Treat Radio. Heat Treat Radio host and Heat Treat Today publisher Doug Glenn will be talking with Matt Wright in this technical episode. Matt is the chief marketing officer at C3 Data, and he will be sharing how the company has reimagined Furtis compliance to fit in your pocket. Let's take a listen. Welcome, everybody. We're here with another episode of Heat Treat Radio. Uh, today, we're going to step into a little high-tech world, at least in my mind, it's a high-tech world, you know, of, uh, of, of compiling data and, and uh, having to deal with a lot with certifications, furnace certification, things of that sort. So here today with Matt Wright, who is the Director of Marketing for C3 Data. So Matt, welcome to Heat Treat Radio, first time on. Good to be with you. Great. Uh, I, I do want you to spend a little bit of time just giving our listeners a little bit about your background. And then also, if you don't mind, just a, a quick summary of what C3 Data does, just so they our listeners have a, have a concept. So fire away. Yeah. So Doug, I've been in the heat treat industry now for about 15 years. And my brother Nathan and I, um, together, we own a few 17025 accredited pyrometry labs. Um, C3 Data really comes as an outgrowth of that. Um, looking for an opportunity or a way to reduce errors, a human element, and uh, to save time with all of our technicians uh, doing all the work that they're doing. And so it really became a, um, something that we did for ourselves and realized that could be something that the, the industry as a whole could use. And what it is, it's when you look at our industry, there's two really two ways that you can uh, comply with the AMS 2750 CQI9 specifications. One is what I would call the roll your own uh, method, which is what everyone's been doing from the beginning. That is using a whole panoply of different technologies, whether that's an uh, Excel spreadsheet, um, a clipboard, and uh, post-it notes, uh, what have you. Anything and everything that you can do to try to remember to do all the things that need to be done. Uh, and then you go to the audit and hope that nothing fell through the cracks. What C3 Data does is it takes all of those requirements and starts with the spec and encapsulates everything in one platform, one system, so that you don't have to think about and remember to do those things. You just follow what we have you do, and you come out and you're ready for your audit. Right, great. Now, you, so you mentioned, we'll, we'll get into a little bit more about how to, how to do that as far as compliance and things of that sort, but I want to jump back onto the labs you were talking about. To, to, very briefly, how many, how many, where are they? We've got uh, one in uh, Ohio okay. and one in Mexico that has three different offices in, in Mexico. So Different places in Mexico. Okay. All right. And these are metallurgical labs, but you said, or you said testing labs. They're metallurgical. They're labs that, that go on site to perform temperature uniformity surveys, system accuracy tests, gotcha. instrument calibrations, those types of things. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So let, let's talk about, let's talk about, because uh, really, Compliance with uh, AMS 2750, CQI9, NADCAP is really an issue that's important to a lot of our listeners, a lot of our readers, uh, primarily those manufacturers who have their own in-house heat treat, have their own furnaces, you know, compliance is an important thing. 
So let's talk a little bit just about some of the latest developments, latest technologies in that in that field. What what are you seeing out there, Matt? Well, when I look at our industry, one of the things that is most the biggest challenge that we have in our industry is the flow of information, getting information from where it resides to where it needs to be in the format that it needs to be. And so I think the technologies that, that have been successful in our industry are, are technologies that help, um, I guess, lubricate that flow, if you will. Um, a good example, I think you'd mentioned some of the specs, but one of them is ITAR, the International Traffic and Arms Regulations Specification. In that case, you're trying to prevent information from going to a malign you know, influence. Uh, uh, and so they're gonna use things like the cloud and, um, and mobile technology. And, and those are the, the platforms that, we're, that we've been built on as well. Um, but we're kind of using it in reverse. We're trying to disseminate information and getting it there as quickly as possible. Um, and so uh, the cloud and mobile technology, I think are the two biggest uh, forms of technology that, that uh, have been really helpful. A couple other ones that we're actually using that, that we're seeing a little bit more and more on is, uh, I'll, I'll talk to you about OCR, optical character recognition. Okay. Um, this is the ability to take a static document that has information on it and digitize it and get it to where it needs to be. We're using that to, to be able to scan, for example, thermocouple search so that our customers, irrespective of who they're buying their certs from, can just take a, a cert, scan it, and build it, build it right into their uh, platform so they can use it to do an SAT in real time. Uh, another one is the QR code. You know, with the things that are going on, it's kind of made a comeback in uh, recent days. Now you get your wine list by scanning a QR code at the restaurant, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. We've been using it since before it was cool to do that. We've been using it to, to scan in our, your thermocouples or your field test instrumentation. So you can, you don't have to go and look at it, look up something in a database or a table. You can just scan it in and boom, you're ready to go. Yeah, yeah. So this this uh, OCR is it's interesting regarding the uh, the certifications on the on the thermocouples. So thermocouple comes in, it's got its stats and whatever you're scanning that into the system that becomes part of your becomes part of your data data, if you will, correct. And are we using it? Are they using it for anything else? For example, I'm thinking in my mind, a company who wants to transition over to using a system like yours, perhaps they got a lot of historical documents that need to be, or that at least would be helpful. Is that, is that also an application for an OCR? A, a potential application uh, could, could exist for that. We've got uh, other uh, tools with uh, forms and, and things that we've, um, that we've put in place to really make that transition from going from, a, from the, what I call the roll your own or the static you know, right. thing and, and pulling all that information in. We've really made it uh, and, and strive to make it more and more seamless every time. Yeah. And the QR codes, are you using those? You're using those on 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 furnaces, on thermocouples, on or or where where are you using those? In, any equipment that you use, whether it's a thermocouple, a field test instrument, a data logger, uh, any certification data that is associated with that, um, you can you can print a QR code and attach affix it to that. So you're not having to go and 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 enter that thing that in manually. You're just scanning it in using our mobile app that has a QR code scanner built right in. It's pulling that directly in. Uh, the whole idea is to, is to reduce the, that, that bottleneck, if you will, and to get that information flowing so that these guys can do more value at a time out on the plant floor. Yeah. So 
I want also wanted to ask you because you mentioned about cloud-based and mobile apps and things of that sort. Let, let's talk about security for just a second because I know that there are, in fact, I just got done doing an interview with a guy by the name of Mark Mills. It, it isn't released yet, but fascinating guy. I'm gonna give that one a plug right here, right? You need to listen to that when it comes out. But he's he was talking about uh, you know security, cybersecurity. He wrote a book called uh, The Cloud Revolution. So I've also heard at some of the industry meetings that there have been real concerns where companies, some of the larger companies are not wanting their data to go outside, if you will, not to break the ceiling and get into the cloud. They want it on site. Are you guys seeing much of that? And if so, what, how are you handling that? You know, it's a mix. We do see that. Um, you know, every corporation has their own uh, policies and procedures and, and what they uh, have determined is the safe way to, to operate. And so we get, you know, on the one side of the spectrum, we'll get people that will uh, be concerned and say, you know what, nothing in the cloud. Uh, and we have to have that conversation. And usually the conversation revolves around, okay, well, what's the purpose of, of this information? And really when you peel back, peel back and look at it, if someone were to be able to, to access the information in, in our system, which we have very tight security around, uh, really the only thing they're going to find out is the very thing that those same corporations are bragging about on their website. And that is that they're NADCAP compliant. There's no process related data. There's no secret sauce involved in, in anything that, that we're, that we're doing. And so it's not something that, um, that we believe. And, and most people do end up seeing it, seeing it our way that, that needs to be um, curtailed from a, from a cloud perspective. Yeah. So I, I know a lot of companies are, uh, their concerns aren't so much that something will get out about them as it is, you know, this cloud connection is a gateway for, you know, the nefarious of, amongst us <laughs> to break in and get it. So I, yeah. I don't know. It's a, I'm sure you're seeing that, right? So a lot of, I, I, let me ask you this way, what percentage of your clients, let's say, and if you're not comfortable answering this, you don't need to, but what percentage of your clients are actually saying to you, listen, we want, we want, you know, this to not be cloud-based, to just be on site. I would, you know, I would just, if I could swag, I would say maybe, maybe five to 10% ask the question, hey, is this something that we can just, you know, have locally? Yeah. Because, it, you know, we would like to just have it, you know, for ourselves. Right. And the answer is it's not, it's not something that we can have locally just by nature of, of what it is. This is an ongoing, continually right. improving and updated, updated thing. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, so let's talk about this other other hot point that we have here besides internet security has to do with and I don't know if you guys have been affected by this, but it has to do with supply chain issues. You know, we've, we've got COVID to blame, we've got, you know, Russia to blame, we've got all kinds of things as far as, as uh, supply chain. Are you experiencing that yourself for your business? Or are you seeing it from many of your customers? Well, I think we're we're fairly uh, isolated from that, in, in that we're not we're not producing you know a tangible you know product. We're a software company, so we're you know happily we're not experiencing that so much. I, I will say that from our for our customers' perspective, the big catchphrase now is flexibility. Uh, with with those things that you mentioned, the ability to 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 be able to adapt to not knowing from one day to the next if the guy that was supposed to do your SATs or TUSs today is even going to show up because he might, you know, test positive for, for COVID or, or something else really 
drives home the need to be flexible, to, to not put all your eggs in one proverbial basket. Um, we're striving uh, to, you know, asymptotically, if you will, but we're striving day after day to get closer and closer to that point where someone who's never done a calibration before can pick up their pick up an app and, and literally the same day start doing calibrations. Um, that's a there's a lot of uh, hills to climb and, and obstacles to overcome, but we're we're pretty close and, and we're going to strive to keep doing that so that people don't have to worry about what if this guy quits or what if this guy gets a, a promotion. Um, you know, they're they're going to the, the system is going to run and they can pick up and run with it with the next guy. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Well, when we talk supply chain, I start to think to myself to a certain extent, internet, I start to think internationally a little bit because a lot of the issues are bottlenecks at the border and things of that sort. But it makes me wonder how about you guys, C3 data, are you, are you just North America or are you, are you seeing business outside? Well, being a software company, uh, one of the benefits of it is that you don't have to ship anything anywhere, right? And so, um, you know, we're be, being a U.S.-based company. Uh, we started out here, and most of our customers are here. We have a fair amount of customers in Mexico. Uh, we have a, a few in the, in the United Kingdom, and we're expanding. Um, currently, we're we're bringing on customers in France. Um, right now, we've got the the language. Uh, We've got about four or five different languages that uh, the, la the the website and the app is translated into, and uh, we're interested in in, in expanding. So um, th it's a great question, and, and it's one that we're really excited about being able to not just be so parochial in the United States, but to expand it into Europe. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's interesting. So you're and you're able to, yeah. Okay. So even your mobile app. Tell me, tell me a bit about the mobile app. I got, let's say you're a manufacturer, you've got an in-house heat treat department. How often are you going to be using that mobile app as opposed to how often are you going to be using a desktop application? And, and how is the mobile app used? Well, the decision to go with the mobile app really came from our experience as, as, um, as a heat treat lab. Um, having to schlep around a, a laptop in a laptop bag or a cart with a computer on it, it it's really, it's kind of a pain, quite frankly. Yeah. And uh, yeah everyone, virtually everyone owns a cell phone. And so if we can yeah. put this into the power of, of a cell phone and enable that person to carry one less thing and to have the flexibility to not need to have to have that um, to, to do a, an SAT, to do a, a, a calibration, uh, to change a sensor, those types of things. Well, then, then that's what we, we wanted to do. And, and most, I would say, and you can, you can use the, the app that we have. You can run it on a, on a laptop if you wish. And we have a few customers that just do that. Um, yeah. but, it, but most of our customers, I'd say over 90% use the app. And, and uh, depending on how fat their fingers are, they might go to a tablet. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. And they're using on a typical day when they're using the app, they're using it to do what? I mean, just give it, run us through a, what yes. might be a typical application here. So the, the mobile app is primarily just used to, to do instrument calibrations and system accuracy tests. Um, when you go out to do these tests, you, you need to, there's a whole lot of information that you need, that you need to have and that, um, and you need to be able to, to record information. And so everything that you need is on the app, whether it's uh, you know, defining which test sensor you're using, what field test instrument you're using, um, what furnace class the, the, the furnace is, everything is there. And so they're using it just to record information. And as they're using that app and, and putting that information in, their reports are literally being generated in real time and waiting for the quality manager to review whenever he or she wants to. Right. 
Right, right. Okay, good. We'll return to the episode to hear more about this software in just one minute. But first, Heatreat Today's annual 40 Under 40 Award goes to young folks in North America's Heatreat industry who are giving their time, talent, and education to make the industry a better place. Who are these rising young leaders? Likely your own clients and colleagues. A nomination takes just five minutes, so go to heatreattoday.com forward slash four zero under four zero promo now. Winners receive year-long recognition on www.heatreattoday.com and are featured in the September Trade Show magazine. We need your help to locate hidden heat treaters who discreetly work away from the public eye, especially those who are operating at captive heat treat facilities. Who you think is a rising young leader in the North American heat treat industry is probably accurate. So type heattreattoday.com forward slash four zero under four zero promo to nominate or learn more today. Once more, that's heattreattoday.com forward slash four zero under four zero promo. Now back to the episode. And then I did want to jump back and ask you about uh, the different standards that that you guys are covering. I mean, I know that, you know, the three biggies we always think about are NADCAP, AMS 2750 and CQI9. I'm sure you've got uh, compliance with all of those. Are there any other major ones that you think any of our captive heat treaters might be interested in? I know the commercials will be interested in all of them as well, but any of the, our captives might be interested in? Yeah, so the, those two are the are the big ones, the AMS 2750 spec and CQI9, because that's going to cover your aerospace and your automotive specification. We have the ability to give our customers, and, and a lot of our users do take advantage of it, to, to create their own, we call them custom specs. So they can just define the custom specs, their pass-fail criteria, their frequencies, and then use the same platform that we built for these two specs um, that, that it has out of the box, but use that same platform to drive the compliance to whatever spec they want. So it's very open and, and we're kind of agnostic in that regard, but we just build in those two uh, AMS and CQI9 specs because that's gonna hit over 90% of what everybody, everybody wants. And, 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 I'll, and just the thing about the, those specs is whenever those specs revise, so when CQI9 went from three to four, and when AMS rev from E to F, and now coming up in June when it when it revs to G, one of the benefits of, of having a cloud-based you know, solution is that all of our customers, when they went to F, all they had to do was log into the portal and find their furnace and, and select, go from E to select to F, and they were off and running. That's all they had to do. So no training required. Um, and it it saves a lot on time of, of training and of um, you know, a lot of um, you know, you don't have to redo the, the paperwork, the, the reports, uh, all those things are, are now, you know, current rev revision. Rev G of AMS 2750 is probably out. Now I've heard this was, it was at some industry meetings and the big, the big stink really about the AMS 2750 is going to a 10th, I believe a 10th of a degree on, on some measuring tools and things of that sort. You guys are able to to handle that, I assume being the software guys, it doesn't really matter. Probably doesn't really matter to you what, how many, whether it's a tenth or a hundredth or whatever. But you can cover that. Yeah, absolutely. And now the tenth of a degree thing, I believe it's going to be extended for another year, so that I think the users are going to have one more year for that. And I think that the date that we're hearing and, and looking at is is the end of June. So I think uh, June 29th, which I think is the two year anniversary of Rev E uh, to F. So um, it'll, it'll be coming out um, on then if, if nothing else changes. Right. Yes, I have. Uh, the, the, the fellows I was hearing from were saying basically 
there's there's talk of the extension, but they've got to get it passed to actually get get the extension. Otherwise, end of June is the date that most people are going to have to to nail that with. So, yep. all right, you guys have got it nailed. So that's good. Uh, okay, so I, you know, there's a lot of. I mean, your your tool, your C3 data tool, uh, basically cloud based, portable, whether it's website, phone, tablet, whatever, to help people comply when the auditor walks in to to uh, you know get their get the information they want. How easy is it for the guy for your for your clients now to what do they need to do? I mean, I assume this is where the real time and money savings comes in, correct? Well, there's two. Yeah, the, what we like to tell people is, in a nutshell, C3 data is going to save you time and help you pass your audits. You know, the the time saving is happening all during the year. You know, every every SAT you do, you're saving enormous amount of time because you're not writing any reports, you're not doing any calculations, so you're aggregating and and, and gaining time throughout the year. You're also going to gain time in your audit preparation because, as you mentioned, when you log into your portal, your ability to find all your documentation. And along with our furnace dashboard, which shows you furnace by furnace, the compliance status of each one of them. And you can see in real time, uh, the compliance status uh, is a huge time saver and a, and a real nice peace of mind that you can walk in with your hand on your heart and know from the auditor's perspective, you're gonna have a, a good experience because if he wants to see something, it's very easy to find it and, um, and you're well prepared. Yeah, yeah. You know, the time savings has got to be enormous. I know there's a lot of companies investing a lot of time in these in these audits, so and in compliance related stuff. So, so Matt, you you guys do a lot of work in this area. Any are there any good tools out there for any of our viewers or readers if they want to go and find out more information, whether it's dealing with you know compliance, what is AMS 2750, what's CQI nine, any of that stuff. Any, any suggestions from you on where people might want to go to find out? Well, on our website on c3data.com, we've got a, a portion there uh, that you can look up for training. We have a curriculum of training courses where they can come and, and uh, educate themselves, uh, whether it's just to, like you say, to learn about what the spec is or uh, maybe take a deeper dive into some of those uh, fields. Uh, we have those available. And uh, we love talking to our, our uh, customers and our prospects too. Uh, one of the things that, you know, I, I just will mention, you know, we think that in, in going back to the, you know, web uh, as a service, software as a service model, one of the things that's ongoing is, is the ability to support. And we've been through so many of these audits and we, we know the spec probably more than, than the next guy. And I think when you look at some of the testimonials on our website, you'll see that, that they really, they, they obviously love the product, but they love the ability to call one of us. And if we don't know the answer, we'll find out the answer and get them, get them plugged into it. It's what they need. We enjoy talking about it. We're yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. That. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's good. Sometimes it's good to be a nerd. So there you go. <laughs> that's great. All right. So that, that is very good. So if folks want to find out more about you, about C3 data, where do we go? You mentioned the website, right? Sure, c3data.com, the website. Um, my uh, email is uh, mwright at c3data.com. And we'd love to have a conversation with you. Yeah, this year we're going to be at the Furnace North America show uh, in Indianapolis, which is my hometown, uh, which will make it quite easy for me to get there. Uh, but we're going to have a special guest, uh, Doug Schuler, uh, who's going to be joining us uh, at, the, at our booth. So come on by the booth and get all your questions answered uh, by, by Doug. 
That's great. That's great. If his name's Doug, he can't be all bad. So that's good. I'm glad to go ahead and see it. Matt, thanks a lot. Really appreciate your time. Looking looking forward to seeing you guys continue to grow and you're offering a great service to uh, heat treaters. So best of luck to you. I enjoyed it, Doug. Thank you. You bet. We hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode with Matt Wright. Heat Treat Radio is on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Podbean, and the website www.heattreattoday.com forward slash radio. If you'd like to get in contact with Matt, head over to the website wwwc 3 that's the number three, data.com, or shoot him an email at mwright at c3data.com, and that's spelled M-W-R-I-G-H-T at c3data.com. You can also reach out to me and I can put you in touch. My email is bethany at heatreattoday.com. Do you have a new or interesting idea that you want to hear discussed on Heat Treat Radio? If so, let me know. Also, if you'd like to sponsor a future episode, let me know at bethany at heatreattoday.com. As a final tip, heatreattoday.com has more resources that range from heat treat basics, like comparing nitriding versus FNC, to technical interviews and articles. Search by topic, process, equipment, or random term like hydrogen combustion on heatreattoday.com to find your next reading material. Heat Treat Radio would also like to thank Heat Treat Today's 40 Under 40 Class of 2022 for sponsoring this episode. Nominate a rising young leader for this award at www.heatreattoday.com forward slash 40 under 40 promo. This and every other episode of Heat Treat Radio is the sole property of Heat Treat Today and may not be reproduced in part or in whole without advanced written permission from Heat Treat Today. And I'm Bethany Leone. Thank you for listening.